happy Mother's Day to all the moms, the to-be moms, and if you're like me, it took a village <laughs> to raise me. I have many, many uh, ladies that I would call my second mom, third mom, fourth mom. I have, I have a lot of them. Um, Jesus came to this earth, and he did something that, that uh, in the social context of things, hadn't ever been done before, uh, and most assuredly not to this level, but we see Jesus in the passages of Scripture. It was, it was women who found the empty tomb. It was the Samaritan woman that he met at the well, let alone she was a Samaritan, but she was a Samaritan woman. Um, Jesus speaks to John while on the cross, and he says, John, behold your mother, and he gives, he gives John the, the honor, and that would have been considered an honor, to take care of his, of his earthly mother, Mary, until she passes away. But Jesus came to give worth to ladies, to women. Today is a day that we just get to celebrate that. Um, and I, and, I, and I, will, I will say this. Um, if your mother has, has passed on, this can, this can be maybe a difficult day. Uh, I would challenge you to do something, though. Instead of it being a really difficult day, concentrate on the fun stuff. I know that my, uh, not only is it <clears throat> Mother's Day, um, it's also my grandmother who has passed away um, in the last six or seven years. She passed away, but today is her birthday, so often her birthday would be on Mother's Day, and uh, there's a picture on Facebook that we put, we have a family thing on Facebook, and um, somebody's birthday, they put your picture up there, well, I looked this morning, and I'm like, wow, it's grandma's birthday, and I, I choose, it just brought a smile to my face because of how special of a lady that she was, um, whether you're a, a grandmother, uh, whether you're not a mother yet. If you, if you never have children of your own, like I said, li- listen to me. It took a village. <laughs> Just because biologically you do not, maybe you're in a different relationship, uh, a blended family or something. Listen, the, the, the calling of a mother is a wonderful thing. It's beautiful. Um, we're going we're gonna to see today, and we're going to look at a, maybe some verses in Scripture that you might be familiar with. But we're going to look in, in, in a few minutes. We're going to look at Proverbs chapter 31. And it's talk, that talks about a virtuous wife, um, but we're going to look at just women in general there and, and what God has blessed them with. But first and foremost, I'm going to cut to uh, some announcements because t- this week is a huge week, okay? If, you, if you're a note taker, writer downer, okay? We're going to put all these on our Facebook page for, for connection, but uh, here's a couple dates. We do not have connect groups this week, so... We are going to have a dunk party next week. Um, we take really good care of our building, but on Wednesday, uh, guys, if you, guys, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not speaking negatively of the ladies on Mother's Day, but I'm just saying that these three panels back here on the baptistry were not ever built to break, ever. They're solid. They're heavy. Uh, we're going to have baptisms next week. I know they're going to try to fill the, fill the baptistry on Thursday. So on Wednesday from 5 to 7, and the band is going to have practice, but what we're going to do is we're going to get all of our stuff done in the sanctuary first, and then work on, the, just wipe down some walls, make sure everything's nice and clean for our guests uh, for next Sunday. But from 5 to 7 on Wednesday evening, if you're free, come out to the church. It's a fun time to just hang out with people and to, and to fellowship. Um, for the dunk party next week, it's in your worship handout if you open it all the way to the middle. Uh, we are having one service. This will be plastered all over Facebook. If you see, if you're friends with Connection on, on Facebook, 
and you'll see the one service at 10 a.m., share it on yours, okay? Just pass the word, get the word out. Uh, one service at 10 a.m., and I, I, I want to say this. There are some people that are getting baptized that have very large families. Not to mention my family is going to come um, and is going to be baptized, but uh, there's two things. Number one, I would get here early. And when you get here early, all connection people, I want you to sit up here. Okay? If you have somebody being baptized, it doesn't matter, uh, you know, if, if our guests, we'll give the guests the back seat so they're comfortable. Uh, we'll have stuff set up for the overflow in the areas with the TVs. We'll have all kinds of different things. But please, 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 park in the back of the parking lot unless, unless you can't, and that's fine. Okay? But park in the back of the parking lot. We have parking off to the side. Um, and if it's not squishy, squishy, we can, we can park right out here on the, on the grass just off of this lane. But please get here early. Uh, you can come and bring, you can bring your food. Uh, you can bring meat if you want. You can bring uh, sides if you want, desserts. Um, you can bring, um, what does that say in there? Yeah, the like lemonade and tea in two liters. It really works out well. Uh, Connection is going to take care of the ice and all the, all the table service and things like that. But, but we need your help. There's going to be a lot of people here. And it's a great, it would be a great day to invite someone because it's going to be a day of celebration. Uh, we're getting some rain this week. Just pray that Sunday's not raining. We can kind of go outside and have some picnic time and just kind of hang out. If you want to bring a blanket to sit on the grass, you can. If you like chiggers, don't bring a blanket. Okay, so it's, what's your, it's your choice. Uh, everybody know what a chigger is? Don't leave church going, well, what's a chigger? Okay, uh, I promise you if you had them, you know. Uh, diapers. Any new count since you talked last time? It's the third time that I've erased that number. You know what? Connection people are so awesome. They set a goal. The youth set a goal of 1,000 diapers to donate. Uh, we, we have 1,700. Uh, it's, that's, that's cool. We can, we're going to give to Code Connection and help those, help those people, uh, those moms. Um, dunk party shirts. If you order a dunk party shirt, I'm almost done with the announcements. This is a big week, okay? Dunk party shirts. Number one, if you have one, wear one next week. If you ordered one, uh, we will, I will have them here on Wednesday night. Even if you can't stay, you can come here Wednesday and get them. Or they will be set up at 9 o'clock before the dunk party next week. And you can change in the bathroom if you want to wear it that day uh, or things like that. Anyway, uh, back to the matter at hand. We do have a lot of announcements, but what a, what a cool way because we have a whole lot of things going on. We have, God is blessing us greatly. Let's, let's pray. God, we thank you so much for today, and we just ask, God, as we look into Scripture, that we can, we can be challenged, God, that we can celebrate our mothers, that we can celebrate what you've given us, that we can uh, look to maybe some of these young ladies and, and, and men to take some things out of the Scripture that, of what you call us to do, of what you call us to, to be held to um, as we follow you. And God, I just pray that, that your Holy Spirit um, move in this place and that you be with the people that that are here and the people that are, are visiting other churches with their moms this morning. God, we thank you for, uh, for the ability to come here and worship you. In your name we pray. Amen. If you have your worship handout, flip to the very first page. You can take some notes. Now, what I'll, I will tell you this. Aunts, grandma, not yet. Back up one. They'll cheat. They'll cheat. Thank you. They'll cheat. He didn't see that. Okay. We have to keep tra- tabs on these people. They do. They do. They'll... I have people, now, I want to I see how big this is, and it makes no difference. Does anybody guess at the blanks? Anybody? 
That will, uh, see, this, this is cool. We'll play a game. All right. So, all right, you got the first one probably. But listen, mothers, wives, aunts, sisters, grandmas, great-grandmothers, any, listen, any, any female, God sent Christ to come here. And, and obviously the cross was his destination. But he sent Jesus here to show other people. He was our, ex- he was our perfect example. And he said, women deserve to be honored. Some of you are in your head. Maybe you did, if you didn't have a good experience with your mother, it happens. Just because you didn't have a good experience doesn't mean that you can't provide a good experience and pass that on. It doesn't mean that. History doesn't have to repeat itself because of what you had to experience. Remember that you're not always responsible. You're not always responsible for what happens to you. But you are responsible, responsible in how you react to that stuff. If it was a negative experience, it doesn't have to be a negative experience that you pass on. Uh, today's a day that we celebrate, uh, guys. Cards, breakfast, lunch. My dad asked me, he said, hey, uh, my dad's very, very, very good at kind of tossing some stuff in there when he asked, asked me if I want to do something. He's like, hey, you know, you and Adam are going to come over for lunch today? I said, yeah, yeah, with our families, yeah. He goes, yeah, we'll come over. We'll celebrate Mother's Day. We'll take the cover off the pool. And I said, what? So he's coming. We're going to take the cover off the pool today. And he, he, he's actually, uh, he said, well, we'll let the girls relax in the shade. And we'll, he asked us if we wanted to play volleyball. And I said, well, we could play volleyball, but it's 94 degrees today. Uh, so we may just take the cover off the pool. And if it's warm enough, jump in. I don't know. But, but we're going to celebrate uh, our wives and uh, our moms today. Any of you, any of you ladies, are you, are you a second mom? You have, your friends have kids, or your, your, your kids have friends, and you, you became their second mom. Anybody have any best friends that you stayed over at another, at one of your friends' house so often that you were considered relatives? Yeah? That's a special, that's a special thing. Um, I remember, I remember uh, my dad telling me this. I said, Why? Why do we always have kids over to our house? Why do we always have other kids over at our house? And he said, I want to provide a place where kids can feel safe. They can hear about Jesus. Many many of Jennifer and I's friends actually became a Christian at our house. Um, The conversation would come up. But I remember it was was my mom that would, that would, uh, that I would, I'd fall off my bike. Probably doing something that I shouldn't, okay? But I'd scrape up my knee, and it was my mom that I wanted. I broke my arm playing baseball in college, and I was in Kansas. The first person that I wanted there, and I was, I'm talking, I was 21. The first person that I wanted there was my mom. And she lived, they lived in northern Illinois at the time, and it, it wasn't a good phone call. I said, Mom, I'm, I'm, I'm hurt. Well, I'll, I'll drive over. I said, we're in Kansas. Like, it's in a different state, okay? Not Kansas, Illinois. We're in Kansas, Kansas. Um, The heart, a heart of a mother. Many of us have had great experiences with our moms. We have great memories. Some of us may not, but we we can pass those things on. What does your mom do? Well, let me, I'll give you a little insight. We'll see if we're the same people. My mom or your second mom or whoever is a mother figure in your life did this. She loved greatly. 
This is a day to remember. Because some of us don't have our moms anymore. Which they loved greatly. They sacrificed often. <laughs> they correct you when you're wrong. Yeah, pretty often, right? Um, they teach you. Girls, if you're, if you're younger girls in here, junior high, high school, even younger than that, college, let me tell you something. You, I, hope this, I hope this really speaks to you. And number one, I hope that God has blessed you with a mom that can teach you these things but about Scripture, about what God is expecting you to be as, as a mom. You're a, you're a teacher. They sacrifice. They take care of you. If you're fortunate enough to have, if you're blessed enough by God to have a mom that that knew Jesus Christ as her Savior. Often it is the mom, stereotypically, it is the mom that taught you about who God is, how he loved you, in, in incorporation with your teachers and at, at church or whatever. But I remember it was my mom that prayed with me when I surrendered my life to God. It was my mom that would... You know, we bought Neosporin in like gallons because of all the accidents that I had. But she, it was my mom that cleaned up the cut. It was my mom that hugged me. and My dad was working. But it's in the heart. So if you have your first blank, you can give it to him now. There you go. The heart of a mother is courageous. In the book of Joshua, God tells Joshua, the new, the new leader after, after Moses who's leading the Israelites, he says very, very often, if you've ever read Joshua, he says very often, be strong and courageous. The heart of a mother is courageous as well. I would almost go to say that at sometimes the heart of a mother can be fierce. Protective. When, I, when, I, when I've, been, I've been bear hunting two times in, in Canada, and we get the same safety speech every time. And they're, I mean, these are bears, Okay. Number one rule, number one rule, we're hunting in the springtime, number one rule, do not get between a mama sow and her cubs. That's the same with humans, right? Has anybody experienced it? Don't mess with the kids. You know, Mary's all night, man, don't mess with the kids, <laughs> right? But we have to be, the, the mothers are called to be courageous, they're very protective of their families. Mothers stand up for their kids. They're there to hug them if something goes wrong. And this is the wonderful thing. If you're a mom, now what you're getting to do is you're getting to pass these down. If you're a young lady, please understand what your mom's trying to do. I understand very much so that sometimes a, a mother and a daughter are the same. And it's, sometimes it's difficult to get along, right? Or a son, sometimes it's difficult for them to get along. But you have, you have to be, we need to be, moms, we need to be courageous. Because we don't want to raise, that connection, we don't want to raise normal kids. Now that sounds weird. We don't want to raise normal kids. We want to raise kids that grow into spiritual giant people, strong faith, that change the kingdom of God. And in order to change, in order to help reach other people, a courageous heart has to be at the center because it is very difficult to live for Christ and not be courageous. In fact, I would almost say it's impossible. But the heart of a mother is courageous. 
Mothers pass down their skills. They pass down their knowledge. Anybody learn to sew from your mom? Hmm? Anybody know, learn how to cook because of your mother or your grandma? Anybody learn? These, these things are, are big, okay? They, they, pass, they pass down. My great-grandmother is still alive. She's 96. Uh, she had made hand-sewn over 300 quilts. And if you don't know that, that's a lot. Okay? But that passion transferred down to uh, my, my grandma, and she is a piecer, a quilter person. I don't speak that language. All I know is they're warm, and they're really pretty. Okay? Um, with that, th- those things get passed down. Uh, my dad, uh, my dad learned from my grandma, whose birthday is today. Uh, my grandpa would be at work. And speaking of courageous, uh, she, my grandmother had three boys, uh, so she was tough. <laughs> and it was my grandma that was out in the backyard with the glove catching my dad's when they were learning, my dad and his two brothers when they learned how to pitch and throw for in baseball. It was my grandma. Uh, courageous. We passed down skills. Some of us have some very, very, very special heirlooms that maybe came from our moms or our grandmothers that we have. And some of those heirlooms may not even physically be worth a lot of money. They may be on an index card, and it may be grandma's secret. In in my case, it's my grandma's perfect chocolate cake recipe. I have yet to find a keto-style, you know, low-carb, low-sugar part of that recipe because it doesn't exist. Uh, But it's special things, special memories. Ladies, maybe the question today is, as you raise children, as you get to that age of raising children, or as you're around other people's kids, will you be courageous enough to lead them in a godly way that points them to Jesus Christ? One of the big deals that, that, J- that Jesus taught about is this next slide. Look at the next blank in your worship handout. A mother's to be honored. He showed honor to women. Jesus showed honor to women. He, showed, he gave them worth. Guys... I want to say something real quick, and we're going to be over with this, okay? If Jesus honored women, I don't understand why we can get off on another tangent and not do it. There's too much of this junk in the world. We're to, be, we're to honor our wives, our daughters, our moms. This doesn't say that you have to honor the actions, because some of us may not have had a great experience. You don't have to honor the actions, but... I believe it says somewhere, it says, honor your father and your mother. See, we're, we're, parents are, are to teach our children, and a mom is to be honored. And it is an honor to see how some of you have raised your children and are raising your children and what kind of impact they may make for the kingdom of God. It is an honor for me to see that. Because I see how you sacrifice. I see... Well, the kids get out of school at 3.05. I'll pick them up at 3.10. We've got to come home. We've got to grab a snack real quick because it's going to be after dinner before they get home. We've got to get to dance practice, and we've got to get to softball practice, and we've got to do this, we've got to do this, we've got to do this. Oh, I forgot about homework. We've got to get this done. We got to do... Anybody schedule? I hear, you hear me? Okay, especially this time of year with softball, soccer, school, graduations, May's crazy. But today, if your mother is still here on this earth, Send her a message. Go see her if you can, if it's possible. And if not, this is, this is what we do. God, 
I'm thankful. I'm so thankful for the time that you gave. See, in all, in all things, we can be, we can, we can, we can give thanks. And a, and a mom is to be honored. Moms are special. I don't care if you biologically have kids or not. Mothers are special. There is healing power in your spit. Anybody know that struggle when you're little? I got mom spit all over. Mom's like, easy. Well, you have you have healing power in your in your spit. No, you come here and you do this and this and that. My mom was always doing that, okay? (laughs) But they're special. They're also called to live a life that's worth copying. Dads are too, but we'll talk about you next month. (laughs) Moms, mothers are called to live a life worth being honored. It, is, it, would, be, it would be one of the, mo- the biggest blessing in your life, other than your child getting saved and accepting Christ, would be for your, your daughter that grows up or your son that grows up, and they come to you and they talk with you about certain things, but they mimic your behavior because it's so godly. Not, it's just not, we're going to do that just because mom did that. We're going to do that because mom was following God when she did that. To leave a legacy. Some of the strongest people that I've ever met on this earth were females. I'm not talking about physical strength. I'm talking about some of the most, some of the most active, prayerful, close in relationship with Christ people that I've ever met on this planet earth. Many of them are female. They grasp the idea of what God has called them to do. It's a tough job. Isn't it, moms? It's a tough job when you have a kid, like Jack said, like him and, and me. It's a tough job. You don't always see eye to eye with your kids. It's not the way it's supposed to work. Your job is difficult. This is a serious calling. You've been placed, we have some teachers in here, and, I, and I, I taught, and I coach, and I understand this, but when you teach in a classroom, especially lower grades, and you teach a whole year, you have a classroom full of adopted children, and they're yours. You won't let anybody mess with them either. <laughs> they're yours. They're your girls. Your boys. In Proverbs 31 The heading of this in the New Living Translation says it's a wife of noble character or a woman of noble character. Listen to these adjectives before we get into verse 25. It says this. Trustworthy, precious, energetic, strong. Trustworthy. If you think about your mom, or you are a mom, how does that word fit? Can your kids come to you? Is it safe and spiritual advice when they come to you? Is it, is it are, you, are you strong for them? 
Look at verse 25 with me. If you're an underliner, this is a fantastic, this is a fantastic chapter in Scripture, but these verses I just wanted to concentrate on. Uh, in verse 25, she is clothed with strength and dignity. And it almost goes into arrogance. And she laughs without fear of the future. She's clothed with strength and dignity, and she laughs without fear of the future. They're talking about a woman of noble character. It is impossible spiritually for her to be able to do this, especially the last part, that she laughs without fear of the future, without Jesus Christ. Because if you have Christ, then what you have is, all my hope is in Jesus. Thank God my yesterday is gone. She's clothed with strength and dignity, and she laughs without fear of the future. How strong of a woman is this? Is the, mo- is the mother figure or was the mother figure in your life a strong woman? My grandmother had three boys. And for over 50 years... She smoked Camel non-filters, drank black instant coffee straight off of the stove with boiling water. I told her that she had leather lips. Uh, she says it's probably from smoking that long. But over 50, I did not mess with this woman. Mm. Smoked Camel non-filter cigarettes for over 50 years. It's just something she struggled with. She quit about 10 years before she died. Three boys of which are all bigger than me, tough, played baseball in the backyard. My grandma has held, held, for more, held more than one of her children's heads or arms as they went to the hospital. My grandmother shoveled snow. She wasn't afraid of anything. And when I think about strong women, she pops up, because I have a relationship with her. She pops up. My grandmother pops up in my mind, not with the physical side of things. My other grandma is a very petite lady. Hmm. But she's mighty. Very humble. Let me show you what that looks like. I called her one time, and I have such a good relationship, and God has blessed me with my grandmother in this relationship this, this much. I called her. I said, Grandma... Some things are going to come up. I need a lot of prayer. And she said, I'll pray for you. I'll continue to pray for you. But let me pray for you right now. I'm talking about ringing the bells in the throne room of God praying for me. Like passionate praying. Because she, number one, understands how strong God is in her life and what he does And it was almost like she played the last part out of this. She said, Matthew, she's allowed to do that, Matthew. She's like three people. (laughs) But she says, Matthew, it has been my experience when I've had times like this in my life where when I put all of my hope and trust and faith in Jesus Christ, that I have seen him move in ways that I cannot, I just can't comprehend it. And she enters into, that is a strong, it's not necessarily physical strength. The physical strength of, we have to correct our children. 
the physical strength of the ladies as, as you grow up and you, you come into, uh, maybe you become a mother. You show your kids strength in the things that come into your life. Your kids can look up to you and say, wow, mom went through this, but she was strong. She's clothed with strength and dignity, and she laughs without fear of failure. A mother that is strong in the Lord and trusts in the Lord understands one thing, and she understands it very well, that God will take care of her. God will protect her. She's not worried. The things on this earth might happen to her, but she's not worried. I remember laying, I was sitting in the hospital, stayed the night with my, with my dad's mother in, in the hospital a couple days before she passed away. And before she went unresponsive and didn't talk anymore, one of the last few things that I heard, I just looked over to her and I was, just touched her head. I said, Grandma, I just love you. I just, I just love you. What do you got? I said, what, Grandma? She goes, she looks up. Airfield Hospital, she looks up at the ceiling and says, can't imagine what I'm getting ready to see. She had no fear. Cancer had eaten her body. She had no fear, none. She goes, can't imagine what I'm getting ready to see. You got a job to do. I'll see you when you get there. That is strength, dignity. See, there's a lot of people in my life that taught me how to live, but there's very few that taught me how to die. And I've been around two or three of them, and it's, and it's listen, it, it sounds very weird saying that, but it is a very good thing to understand because I can look on that man, man, she had nothing going right inside, and she couldn't wait. To get into the presence of her Savior. Look at verse 26. Ladies, here you go. When she speaks, her words are wise. This is, this, is what you're, this is what you're called to. How many of you have ever went to your mother, have gone in the past, whatever, for advice? Went to your mom for advice? Yeah. Mom, how do you, how do you, how do you fix this? Oh, well, this. I was at college. Okay, and I was taught how to cook from my, my grandmothers and my mom. And I'm at college, and I'm like, Mom, yeah, I'm making no-bake cookies, and I'm not sure that these look like yours. What did I do wrong? <laughs> but it was also things that I, I went to her, and I said, I would talk many times with my mom as I was dating Mary. I would go to her for advice. And one time, I came to her. And then, I think this is when she really knew it was serious. First of all, my mom said the first person that, that, that I would date longer than six months. I didn't have that many girlfriends. She said, the first person that you date for longer than six months, you're just going to marry. I said, okay. That, you know, I don't know if that's going to be true or not. But after about six months, I was dating Mary. And I said, I said Mom, I see a lot of the same things in Mary that I see in you and I see in grandma and I see in, I see, I see in these ladies that are very spiritually strong. 
and my mom being wise, you're going to marry her, aren't you? If she says yes, I just got to get her to think that way first. But when she speaks her words are wise, we go to our moms. And here's the deal. When we, go to the, when we go to our moms, if she was a godly woman, if she followed Christ, you have to understand that when you go to her for advice, when she speaks to you, her words are wise because she's either speaking from experience or she's speaking out of her relationship with Christ. They're wise. And she gives instructions with kindness. And some of us be like, man, my mom wasn't kind all the time. And I get it. If you remember Mike, Mike Steed, Mike and Denny, Mike and Denny Steed, uh, he used to speak of his mom, and he said, he said, our mom called us little idiots. <laughs> and he goes, we deserved a lot worse than that, but that's what she called us. <laughs> you see, when she speaks, her words are wise. Girls that are growing up, junior high, high school, college, young girls, when you, when you get to this stage in your life and you're a mom or you're a mom to other kids or what, biologically or not, You're a resource for other people. You're a resource for your husband. I can't tell you how many times I've went to, went to my wife for advice. We'll go to, uh, my, mo- my dad goes to my mom. When she speaks, her words are wise, wise, and she gives instructions with kindness. It's usually kind the first time, like, you clean your room, please? And you know where it goes from there because you didn't do it. Okay? The volume level kind of goes up. But instructions with kindness, she's, she's teaching. Along with this, it comes patience. If she sees something wrong in what you're asking about, her job is not to sit there and say, okay. Her job is to correct you. Because if it's a mom that's followed Christ, she understands that what you're doing can be detrimental to your life. And she's going to correct you. And often if you come to your mom for advice and she tells you something that you don't want to hear, you say, fine, whatever. And you walk away. I'm sure none of you have done that, but I did. We'll just talk about me, okay? But, but my mom gave me advice to teach me. And if you're in junior high, high school, or college, sometimes you may go to your mom. And, she get, and you already know what she's going to say, but you ask her anyway, and she does tell you, hey, you need to do this, you need to change, you change what you're doing to, to get this, and you realize, I promise you, I promise you, I'll do it my way at 18, 19, 20. Just come back and talk to me when you're 30, and tell me that your mom was wrong. Probably not the case. Because it's just, it's a battle with us. But moms are to teach. So they're to teach, to give instruction with patience and love. Here's some things that my mom taught me. Let's see if you guys have ever heard of any of these. Don't touch the stove, it's hot. Anybody touch it? Just make, make sure it was hot. Anybody? <laughs> Number two. <laughs> I was helping her cook one day. She goes, I'm pretty sure you don't want to eat that. I said, Mom, it smells so good. She goes, I'm going to tell you wise advice. Wise advice. She goes, I'm going to tell you it smells good, but it does not taste good. And I said, give me the spoon. This smells good. Cocoa powder is awful. (laughs) 
I mean, this stuff smells awesome. And my mom, why? She goes, you don't want to do that. I'm coughing. There's, blood, there's powder everywhere, all over the kitchen. She, she goes, you moron. I mean, she's, she's like, I told you. And I said, well, yeah. And then she quoted a scripture. She goes, those that take advice are wise. And I went, mm, that's kind of sharp. I had to try it, though. I'm like, cocoa powder smells so good. She goes, you don't want to do that. Number three. One of the things and how my mom taught me, and I, this is, uh, we, we, we learned this from some people that have mentored uh, my mom and dad and us in this life, and it's really awesome to see Mary with our girls, but my mom would, she stayed home, um, and never, whenever we got home from school, um, there'd always be a snack, and my mom was really good at asking questions that really mattered. Not like, how was your day? It was questions like this. Who are you kind to today? This is like having a daily devotion with your mother, okay? Who are you kind to today? Hmm. Were you unkind? Do you need to apologize? She took time to teach us. And some of the things that we learned sitting at the table eating fudge rounds, I'll never forget. Or Swiss rolls, that was my favorite. Please don't get any for me. They're not on, they're not on keto either. So, But she speaks, she spoke, she still continues to speak wise words often my mom did this and I say often because she loved me she disciplined me my mom and dad never beat me and they never, and they never touched me inappropriately but God just gave you some padding here and sometimes my mom and dad needed to affirm that padding <laughs> and make sure or they would take things away from us they knew, how to, they knew how to deal with us and they corrected me and as a result of that I don't know I don't shove my sister anymore. <laughs> it's been at least a week, I think. <laughs> no. But we don't, we, you get what I'm saying. You, you, when, your mom, when your mom corrects you, if you're in high school or college and, you're, and your mom and dad discipline, disciplines you, after, the, after you get done being completely furious and thinking it's completely unfair and your life's going to be over, it's actually not going to be, you're like, man, he knows me. I'm like, yeah, I've been there, okay? So whenever they discipline you, this is what I want you to ask. I want you to, whenever, wherever you are, if you have to go to your room or what, you, you can't do something, whenever you have your spare time that you're going to do something else, but you got in trouble. I want you to ask God what, what, what he wants you to get from this. It will open your eyes greatly. What do you mean? Why, why are my parents so unfair? Did you know that God actually wants you to communicate with him like that? He, he, he is there for you. He's not going to side with you over your mom probably if she's correct, okay? But what can I learn from this? Your mom and dad are doing this because they want to better you. And I know some of you are going, oh, you don't know my parents. Listen, if it's a correct discipline, my mom, and, if, and when I got older, it was this. I hated these words with a passion. Okay, fine. Just wait till your dad gets home. <sighs> Not good. Dad always came home. Always. And, you know, that would happen at like 1030 in the morning, and dad got home at like 5. So it was like seven hours of agony. I'm like, oh, he's coming home in four hours. Oh, he's coming home. I would make bets, you know, or mom, can we just get this out of the way? Could you... I, you know, please, before, before dad gets home. And it was, I, think, I think that was the worst part of the punishment. Waiting. The agony. Waiting. I mean, dad comes in. Hey, dad, how you doing? Hey, you want to play, play catch? I mowed the yard three times today. <laughs> Instantly, he goes, I'll talk to your mother, then we'll come back. I'm like, yeah. 
you know, she hasn't been in the greatest mood today. And I'm not sure that. <laughs> my mom. And, I, and, I, and this, is, this, is, this is a beautiful thing. I watched my mom actually do this at the ballpark the other night. But it was something that she did with my sister and I as well. As many, uh, as many with many uh, kids, young people that were in my mom and dad's youth group uh, or in their churches as they've ministered to people for over 40 years. If you're a mother, if you're a female that, that has the influence of, uh, and you can influence other people, and you're a follower of Christ, the number one goal that you should seek to get and to, to, to do is to share the gospel of Jesus Christ with those kids. It was my mom that was home with me and my sister that taught us different things. We'd come to her with a question. She would, she would answer us. And it was my mom which, without which God had called me, he convicted me, and I, and, I, and I became a Christian. It was my mom that was there. The other night at the ballpark, I mean, she's not proud or anything, but, you know, her oldest grand, granddaughter is going to get baptized, okay? Talking to some friends. They're a part of a different, a different church, and they said, what does, what does baptism mean in your church? And I got ready to answer, and my mom was saying right here, I didn't say a word. She was always ready to give an account of what God stands for, what he means, why we do what we do, and to point people to Christ. Now, we don't always do that, okay? But she just, without notice, without, she just heard a question, and she said, let me answer this. And she began to talk with this lady and planting, planting seeds of the gospel in these people's life. And we were standing behind a, a chain link fence at a softball game. And there were people walking by all over. I have no idea how many people heard it. She's like, yeah, we get baptized because of, because of what happens inside us and the change that Jesus brings into our life. And, and this lady was just like this. It's almost like she had never heard it before. And she may not. Look at verse 27. She carefully watches everything in her household and suffers nothing from laziness. Please don't take this out of context. We had a guy come over and, and spray just around our house for bugs and ants and stuff, just a yearly thing. And he gets to the door, and I said, man, I said, we don't, we don't have connect group on Monday. I said, our, you know, our living room was in disarray. He walks in, and I'm thinking, man. I'm sorry, you know, I'm sorry, we're doing this and changing out winter clothes for summer clothes and doing all these totes and everything. And he goes, I live in my house too. This, is, this doesn't call that you have to be June Cleaver. Some of you are like, well, I, he even knows her name. Yeah, I've seen that show. Okay. She carefully watches everything in her household and suffers nothing from laziness. My mom was very good at, at asking questions that mattered with me and my sister. She was always very good at, where are you going? I'm 18. Doesn't matter. We were home on college. Doesn't matter. Oh, you have a curfew. I'm sorry. I'm 18 years old. I could, I could have enlisted and not have a curfew. And she, <laughs> yeah, it's okay. You're going to eat here and you're sleeping here, so you have a curfew. So I came home at curfew. <laughs> But they, they, they watched us. They tried to protect us. They always gave us good advice. My dad, I remember, I, remember I, was, I was like 20 or 21, and I came home, or I was getting ready to go out one night, and he said, hey, be home at 1 o'clock. I said, what? I'm 21 years old. 
He goes, yeah, but you're sleeping here. <laughs> I acted like a 21-year-old did. And I said, I said, why can I not stay out past this? You know, my dad asked me a question I had no answer for. He goes, tell me something. He goes, tell me one thing good that happens post 1 a.m. I don't know. I did. It's nothing. Okay. I know. I knew the answer. But they watched us. Okay. My mom watched us. She helped us. She gave us advice. Some of you young people, if I say this, you're going to go, yes. Does your mom keep tabs on you? Some of you are like, too often. (laughs) My mom has to know where I'm going, who I'm going with, who's going to ride in the car. Um, If we have somebody in charge of taking your cell phone from you while you're in the car, uh, if you're going to go to the store and you get done early, where are you going to go? And it's like, I just keep explaining to my mom. If that's the case, I want you to go to your mom and I want you to give her a huge hug and I want you to say, I love you so much and thank you for taking care of me. Even if you don't want to. Even if you don't want to at all. Because what she's doing is she's protecting you. You have to understand that if your mom follows Jesus Christ, she understands in Scripture where it says that Satan prowls around like a lion and he wants to destroy you if you're a child of God. That's where mom comes in. Don't get between mom and the cubs. I'm telling you, I've seen, I've seen women. I have seen women pray for their children and if those kids could have ever seen how their mom was praying for them some of us right now some of us in this room right now are here in church and involved with Jesus Christ as a relationship right now right now because of your mom and how she prayed for you or your grandma and how she prayed for you it was those women that are strong listen if you can get in front of a mirror and you can pose and flex listen it doesn't compare to any strength of a godly mom When a godly mom shows her strength is when she bows at the foot of the cross. It's not about what she can curl or how bad she can can spank your bottom. It's humbling herself before the God of creation. Look at the next next verse. This is what today, look, her children stand and bless her. I think this is kind of what I'm doing with my mom today. Showing what kind of impact she's had in my life and how blessed I am. Her children stand and bless her. Her husband praises her. Guys, this is our job. There are many virtuous and capable women in the world, but you surpass them all. Because everybody, if you saw my Facebook post, I call Mary my special girl. She is. She's my special girl. I believe that God put us together in this life because what he wanted to do in my life and her life, we needed to have each other to do it. It was his plan. But there are many, many wonderful women in the world. She's special to me. And you guys have special people in your lives. One of the greatest compliments you could ever have is to hear a child Talk well about their mom or their dad. Husbands. The guys that you date. I'll hold, I'll hold the door open for our volleyball team. It's obviously girls. 
holding the door open like this. I said, don't touch the door. And I get up in front of them, and I hold the door. And as they walk by me, this is what I tell them. You ready for this? I said, if, you're, if your boyfriend is not holding the door like this for you, you just have him come, and we need to talk. Because women need to understand how special they are. But guys also need to understand that it's our job to take care of them. It's our job to speak well of them. Speak well in front of your wife about your wife and speak well of her behind her back when she's not even here. Guess what? It'll get back to her. There's people like, all you do is talk about your wife. She's awesome. I love her. We have a great relationship. We have some cool kids. Yeah, I'm, I am so blessed. When, when God does stuff like this in your life, you can't be quiet. But guys, we're to take care of these ladies. Look at verse 30. Charm is deceptive. And beauty does not last. They're talking about completely just only skin deep stuff. But a woman who fears the Lord will be greatly praised. You can watch all kinds of videos, whatever you want, about Billy Graham you ever heard him talk about his wife? You show me a guy that has been in the ministry for over 30 years, and I will show you one of the most strongest people in the world, and it will be his wife. You show me anybody that is successful in this world, the majority of the time, if it's a guy, there is a strong woman right there. Charm is deceptive. Beauty does not last, but a woman who fears the Lord be greatly praised. Look at this. Reward her for all she has done. Today, it is my goal that my mom does not even have to touch the cover on the pool. I will doctor myself up in like 150 SPF for this afternoon, and I'll get it off of there. Just something that I can do to show her that I love her. Reward her for all she's done. Let her deeds publicly declare her praise. Ladies, you're called to act. There are grandmothers here, there are aunts, cousins, moms of other kids. Some of those women in our life are responsible for bringing us to church or even to a saving knowledge of salvation in our life with Christ. Maybe today, if you can't today, it would be a good thing to, maybe if you have some second moms and some third moms like I do, it would be a good time maybe this week to just write them a note. Tell them how they impacted your life. It'll change their day, I promise. Promise. Look at the last three blanks. A mother's heart is strong. And because God sent Jesus to die for everyone, a mother's heart is to be godly. And so if you, if you are a mom here and you do not know, or anybody in here, and you do not know that you have a relationship with Jesus Christ in your life, Jesus died for your sin, he wants to have a relationship with you, and he wants you to be in heaven with him. And compassionate. A mother's heart is to be compassionate. To show compassion. To show love. We got sunshine for Mother's Day. Beautiful day. 
It's going to be a little warm, but that's okay. What we want you to do, probably not this afternoon when it's 94, although some of you may want to, but if you're a mom, mom to other kids, an adult lady in this place, okay? This is what we want you to do. As you exit the building, you're going to see a young man named Tristan. Tristan, raise your hand. All right, red arm, red cast, can't miss him. Red shirt, red cast. And we want to give you, all the ladies today, we want to give you a gift card so that you can go to Starbucks. And we did this last year. It just worked out really well. We had a lot of people. But this is what I want you to do. Post your pictures on Facebook of your coffee. You know, something. If you, if you were here earlier, right before a service, we saw, you saw the scavenger hunt video. And it is awesome, okay? But yeah, post, just post the pictures. And if, you, and if you have the gift card and you say, well, I don't necessarily need this gift card, take it. Bless someone else. Buy your coffee and buy somebody else's coffee. But if you, iced coffee maybe this afternoon. It'll be 94, so maybe iced coffee. But we want you to grab a card on your way out. We want you to have a great day. Thank you for coming. Um, ladies, connection loves you. You're special. If nobody tells you that today, if you don't have anybody come around your house and, uh, today or call you or send you a letter or anything and say, and say you're special, I want you to listen to me. You're very, 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 very special. If you have children now or you're going to have children in the future, God has created you for a special purpose for his will, but he's also created you for a special purpose in how you can impact kids, young people, your life, their life, for the kingdom of God. Let's pray. God, we thank you. Today as we celebrate Mother's Day and we thank you for all of the good memories that we have of our mom or the memories that we're making still today. God, we thank you, thank you, thank you. For the way that Jesus gave women worth and the way Jesus talked well of women and how he explained their, the jobs that they do. God, to be compassionate, to be prayerful, to be godly. God, I just thank you for these women that are here with us today. I thank you for the, the gentleness that you've given them. God, the heart to be courageous. I just thank you for what they're going to see and the impact that they're going to make for your kingdom. In your name we pray. Amen. So if you see Tristan on the way out, ladies, grab a card.